Hello and welcome to the Team NFA podcast with Lindsay and Matt. Yo guys, how's it going? Over the next episodes, we'll be covering everything you need to know about health and fitness, nutrition, training, lifestyle and mindset to get incredible results, maintain them and live your best life while you're at it. Enjoy, learn and implement. Let's go. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 14 of the Team NFA podcast with Lindsay and Matt. Today, we have a celebrity in my house. I am so excited. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, may I introduce to you, Harry Woodall. Hi guys, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to like just make up loads of shit about you there, being like, he's this and he's that and he's this, but so no. Good. Yeah. Hi guys, how's it going? Today we're going to interview Harry Woodall because he's our good friends and he's been into in the fitness industry for a long time now and I think it's just going to be a good idea to change the change the vibe of the podcast a little bit and get a new perspective aka you're bored of us two just chatting yeah shape. I'm just kind of bored of being <laughs> just kind of sick of her banter you know <laughs> I'm just getting the up <laughs> yes well, on you go, Matt. Take it away. Well, let's start with um, the biggest, most important question. What would that be? When did you get into fitness, Harry? And what made you actually, you know, decide to decide to stop um, drinking every single weekend, and <laughs> takeaways, and you know? Who <laughs> said to stop? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, the past fifteen weeks maybe, just because you had a competition. That's probably that's yeah, probably. man. <laughs> um, so I'll take these back to when I was about 18, 19. So I remember me and the boys were just in like town centre or something like that. And I don't know if you remember those scales that you used to be able to like put like 20p into and you could just stand on them and they would like the big kind of arrow would just go round. <clears throat> so the boys, they put their 20p in and it was like 11, 12 stone, like they weren't that heavy. And I remember me putting mines on and like the wee arrow just kept going and going and going and going and going and it was like 19 stone. I was like, fuck, I'm heavy, man. Damn. <laughs> um, Jesus. And at that point, I think I had just kind of got my first job, like my first real job where I was getting paid all right money. Um, and I was just out drinking every weekend, eating absolute shit. Just a pure bad lifestyle. And then I kind of realised after that point, um, I kind of started to feel a bit shit about myself. So I was like, right, I need to do something about this. So... Um, long story short, I kind of started training, started exercising, um, had no clue about nutrition. Like I was still just eating pure random stuff. Um, I never did a fad diet though, so I can put my hands up to say that. Um, <laughs> but I was still eating like Burger Kings and Chinese and all that sort of stuff. But I was just absolutely like hammering the gym like twice a day. Um, and within a year, I had kind of hit probably 12 stones. So I think it was like a seven an eight stone loss or something like that I got. Amazing. It was, like, it was a ridiculous amount of weight to lose in such a short time, but the good thing about it was is I realised that I did it in a completely like wrong way because I wasn't really lifting many weights or anything. It was just a pure cardio bunny. So I ended up like, you know, like kind of skinny fat where you end up with like kind of a lot of kind of stretch marks and kind of all that kind of sort of stuff. But I that's basically what got me into fitness. Well, got me into like my first initial kind of fat loss journey. Well, I mean, that is mental, losing that much weight in one year. That is. Incredible. Without even, like, cleaning up your diet, just purely <laughs> smashing the gym. Hammering my tight asses, wasn't it? That's what you did. I started, I, so, like, um, after the initial kind of weight loss, obviously, 
you know, you know yourself, or people will know if they've ever done that kind of weight loss journey or whatever. You kind of get that wee kind of spring in your step where you get a wee bit of confidence. So I always wanted to do so. I always wanted to do like boxing or MMA or something along them lines when I was younger, but I just never had the confidence to do it. So I thought that I was like, right, it's time. I'm going to start MMA. I'm going to start Thai boxing and jiu-jitsu and all that kind of sort of stuff. So eventually, um, I finally kind of bulked up the courage to go to it and actually ended up fighting a few times and doing a few like kind of jiu-jitsu competitions and stuff like that as well, which went actually pretty well for me. Um, and I think as well, the good thing that I actually went into that was I understand what you kind of need to kind of do to like get ready for a fight as well. So I could obviously train people who know that are kind of cutting down for fights and stuff, which is good. So what made you shift over? What job were you doing before? And when did you realise that you could start doing this? <laughs> it's actually such a funny story. Um, so obviously there was like a kind of, there was a period of like me losing weight to obviously then becoming a personal trainer. <clears throat> but one of my pals, Claire, she had like, we were at a party. She wasn't even my pal at this point. This was when she was just like a random like pal's sister. She came up to me, she's like, oh my God, you lost all this weight, blah, blah, blah. Can you help me? And I'm like, I'm just a guy that works in a call centre. I don't know how to do that stuff. And she's like, please help me, help me, help me. So she was like constantly on my case. And she was relentless. She was messaging me on Facebook all the time. <laughs> so I was like, right, I'm going to shut this lassie up, man. I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I started training her, even though I was in the FET. Don't tell anybody. There's a pretty cool, it's like it's such a cool picture. So it's like a picture of like a coat hangers, and there's like I think it goes from a size 26 to a size 12, it's a 24 to a 10. So she ended up losing like 75 pounds or like 80 pounds or something along them lines. Um, and then I think it was at that point where I was like, fuck. I'm actually not bad at this shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it felt really, really good. Like, when I took her from, like, where she was at to where she was at that point, she was obviously a lot more confident. She was, like, wearing new, like, like, she'd wear new clothes and stuff like that that she, like, felt comfortable and confident in and, like, she felt good about herself. So, like, kind of, it wasn't just a weight loss thing for me. It was more, like, to see the difference in her mindset and her mental health and all that kind of sort of stuff. So, at that point, I was like, right, this feels a lot better than... Selling credit cards and loans and mortgages to RBS customers. <laughs> so I think it was at that point, like I was like, right, I need to start doing this. So in my in my flat at the time, so me and my, what, my mate, we had a flat together, um, which was, <laughs> at the weekend it was a party flat. During the week it became my, basically, gym for uh, training my clients. So I had a pair of boxing gloves, I had a kettlebell and I had a mat. That was literally all I had. And that was... That was it for about the first kind of three to five months or so. Um, during that during that time, um, so this was probably about six or seven or eight months after I had kind of trained um, Claire. So there was about a year and a half between um, me then going to college, where I actually met you, didn't I? Was that when I met you, Matt? Aye. I mean, that, in the city that, of Glasgow, HNC Health and Fitness. HNC Fitness, I held. So I did that course, which was like 12 months. And I also did my level three personal trainer course at the same time. And then I obviously started like kind of just personal training from my flat. Within like four months, I was fully booked. And me and one of my pals who did jujitsu together, we actually opened a unit in Greenock where I kind of just started doing classes and just it kind of just blew up there basically. Nice. It's quite mad to be honest. Amazing. How long have you been a PT for? About what, eight years now? So. 
And what if I've had the course um, certificate? Or how, long <laughs> <laughs> how long has she been full time? Plus six time? months. <laughs> uh, um, so since 2000, I want to say 2012, 2013. So about nine or ten years. Uh, roughly nine or ten years. So quite, quite a while, man. That's a long Decently time. bad experience, man. It's a lot of experience. One of the longest, longest working PTs. I know, Aye. to be honest. That was, uh, yeah, came a long way. Definitely, man. Been up to, to exchange him with me, then into future fitness. It's now full line, full line online coach, changing lives. Fully online, changing lives. That's what <laughs> we do, man. <laughs> and you, it's uh, one thing I like about you and your clients is you got a good, good range of clients. You know, you've got a few people that compete, compete. Some people that you know just want to lose weight. Yeah. Some people that do more performance. Like you had some, some footballers or something like that before that was more just running and you know fitness yeah. and shit. I like to I, I like to think like if somebody comes to me with like a fitness related goal, um, unless it's a sport that I know fuck fuck all about, right? Like, I'll I can pretty much coach just about anybody, um, unless they come to me like a like a specific sport, like somebody who wants to be good at gymnastics. I can't do a handstand. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to be able to do a handstand, right? But um, unless it's somebody who's like like some like a specific sport. Don't get me wrong, I could get them, I could coach them like their strength and conditioning to get better at the sport, but to teach them actual techniques for the sport, I wouldn't be able to do that. That's literally the only thing I don't think I could do. But I think I like to think to myself that I can coach just about anybody for any yeah. kind of fitness related goal, do you know what I mean? Yeah, if you're an experienced coach, you should uh, really be able to be able to do that. Maybe you you probably not get them to like fucking world class level. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Should be able to get them in a, in a better shape than they were before. Definitely. Aye. Agreed. Who's your favourite client to train? Like type of client or person? Mm, type, <laughs> type. <laughs> you like it's Sharon, shout out to Shaza, uh, you're my fave. <laughs> um, probably boxers that are actually good boxers and Thai boxers. Like I love I love holding pads for people who can hit properly. Like they can hit really hard and they can hit effectively. And if I if I give them a combo, like an advanced combo, let's say like seven or eight shots, they can do it, like, they can do every single bit without, um, like, without kind of failing to kind of hit pad and things like that. Um, <clears throat> probably, like, probably guys who can train really heavy as well, like, kind of, because the heavier a guy can train, the more I can kind of push them to their training session. So, either or, probably, either boxers or um, guys who compete. Nice. So, guys who compete. Bodybuilding. Yeah. Bodybuilders, sorry, I. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the best. Best client. I like um <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. All clients are great as long as they're committed and they do the work. Yeah. Really I think as well, like if when it comes to actual so I've obviously just answered that on a kinda on a face to face basis. So obviously let's I'll take that I'll, I'll go into the next kinda part and kinda go online with that. So I love obviously our kinda being able to take somebody through an absolutely banging training session face to face, right? But what I also love is is if I get somebody who comes to me who is like low as fuck like the worst point of their whole entire life and then you can uh, they're willing to do the things that they need to do to get themselves basically from being low as fuck to being like in a much better position and happier and healthier and like because you just see their whole life change their family their work their relationships everything like that i don't think there's many things that you could take somebody through in like an hour yeah you can't really compare a one hour training session yes um but there's not really many things you can like compare even in life to how amazing it feels knowing that you've like turned somebody's whole life around and for the better, do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, that's what we love, what we do. Isn't it? It's just super, super rewarding. 100%. Changing people's lives and getting them out of the depression. It's honestly it's the best. Feeling fucking confident and amazing. You get a client that messages and goes, right, Harry, like, that's me, like, my, like, um, what do they call them? They call them key workers, I think they call them. They're like, they told me to, like, come off my, um, like, somebody who's got, like, mental health issues or mental illness. They've told me to come off my medication. Like, mm-hmm. that is literally, like, the one of the best messages that I've ever received from oh, yeah. anybody. A, better than any before and after picture you'll ever get. You oh, 100%. I mean? Like, so much better. I wish we could get photos of people's brains beforehand and after and just see like what we do to their brains because it is incredible like when you get those messages being like um like down to one pill a day and then it's like oh, now I'm on none and so, we're just so going to go with man. it and see and I'm just like that's insane that and they thank you for it uh, and I'm just like no 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 like I just I gave you the tools but you've done the hard work uh, man like you're incredible I think it's like definitely something that lacks within the fitness industry and I think we've actually kind of spoke about this a couple of times Matt because like see when it comes to mental health feel like quite a lot of like personal trainers and coaches are kind of like kind of shy away from conversations they're kind of scared to have them because they don't really understand that yeah how to have them but most like kind of mental health and mental illness like conversations they don't you don't really need to say much you just need to like listen do you know what i mean and i think a lot of a lot of pts and coaches think that you need you need to have all these like mad answers to all the person's problems you know what i mean but it's it's sometimes it's just a conversation that's why they need to like feel better about themselves let them literally talk about the problems about their life aye because most people don't actually have anybody to speak to so you're that guy or girl do you know what i mean i mean i feel like i'm literally a pt nutritionist and counselor to every single pt client that i have that online coaches do the exact same because obviously the you know, your clients won't open up to you the exact same Aye. in the check-in, you know. Oh, well, I don't know. Mine do. Aye, I mean, I've got people that do as well, but not as much, like, well, not like prep clients, you know, no, no one's going to be doing that, like, for competitions, they're going to be telling you about all the well, issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it depends on their... you see them as a, as in person, mm. every one of them just shares all the, all the yeah. issues and I think that was, that was something that's practically, like, cause I've, I've done therapy a couple of times, and that was the time I didn't realise just how much they just sit there. And they make they they'll know the exact little questions to make you speak more. And uh, half the time is there yeah. there is you're looking for an answer, but there isn't an answer. It's just you having to decipher through your fo- thoughts, say yeah. them aloud, and actually yeah. realize like it's it's self discovery yourself. Yeah. Um. And I think that's the that can be the frustrating part because you know there isn't a quick fix. There's not something you can take or something you can do, and suddenly you're better. Um. And that's that's a lot of people like getting into a good shape and a good mental health state it's not like you can just go to the gym once or twice and you're uh, you're in good shape it's not like you can just go to one therapy session and you're you're now happy and everything's good it's uh, yeah. the constant work and that for some people is just too much to face i think it's like what you're saying so right there's like no blueprint like you know you need to be in a calorie deficit to burn fat you know you need to be in a surplus to build muscle and be training hard whereas with like mental health it's so intricate that there's not really a like here's what you need to do yourself or not to fix yourself but to be better um but you're so right when you say that yeah but like the science is easy but it's always the human behavior right. it's so hard because it's not even as you're saying there's no blueprint mm-hmm. everyone's different and everyone yeah. will respond and be yeah. different in that aspect definitely deep yeah this is just 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 really makes us realize how important everything is that we do you know yeah fitness and health and sort of related to mental mental health yeah. I wonder if the PTs that don't really like dive into that much because I've had PTs before Matt um, 
and it was literally I showed up for a training session and left and that was it that was a one hour at a gym a week and that was all the support I got and it was when I met you and realised that yeah. I didn't need someone to shoot at me in a gym I needed like the other side of it and the actual education and the support but I wonder if the people that aren't really into the mental health side or just are those PTs that you just show up and do it I wonder if they've never had that struggle and maybe that's why um, yeah. we're more susceptible yeah. to that because it's stuff yeah. that we've just either been around more not even personally or seen in family you know what I mean like yeah I yeah. think like this is one of like I was about to say one of my favourite things about COVID, right? But like one of my like one of the one of the biggest takeaways for COVID is that everybody's dealt with some sort of like some like everybody's had some sort of bad mental health over the last two years because of like isolation or getting COVID, not seeing pals, not seeing family, etc., etc., etc. So in a way, I think it's kind of going to help make the kind of mental health conversation a wee bit better. Like for for people better to understand it, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because everybody's now kind of suffered something that's been like like at a low point or whatever. Anybody who's never been at a low point has now probably been at a low point after um, COVID happening. Do you know what I mean? So in a way, like I think that's probably I'm saying the biggest takeaway for COVID is if it's a good thing. It's mm, it is, but it isn't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it opens the conversation. I think right. people just realise some of right. how important. Definitely. Seeing people not being being closed up in your house for fucking months and months and months and not be able to go anywhere and do shit. I know, I know. That was quite tough. Well, to be honest, to be honest, I mean, I was sad anyway. I was, like, I was, I was blessed in a way. I was, you know, living with my fiance and then we opened the gyms. I was kind of blessed. But other people that were by themselves, that's pretty fucking horrendous. I was steaming for about six months. <laughs> 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 I was steaming for about six months. <laughs> I did not know how many bottles of gin I put away, man. But my God, there was a lot. There was at least two a week. At least two a week. <laughs> Easily. And we were doing fucking classes every single morning doing hit training. Yeah. <laughs> I, was doing, I was doing that as well. So I was like Monday to Saturday doing my fitness classes. And then it was like after the classes, then I was like, right, get the coronies out. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Blinder. balance. Aye. <laughs> These calories have got to go somewhere. <laughs> I think more people have started drinking around COVID as well. Definitely I mean, aye. in fucking Scotland, everybody Mate. drinks anyway, but COVID really made everybody. I was speaking to somebody recently and it was like, we we're just talking about like um, lockdown and stuff like that. And they were like, do you, do you, like, um, do you regret anything you did during lockdown? Um, and I'm like, no. Like, see, see if lockdown, if I knew lockdown was happening again for as long as it happened. I would probably be steaming for longer because then I wouldn't need, would need to think about anything. <laughs> I'd be taking my classes steaming as well. <laughs> Making them drink while I was drinking out of class. <laughs> Starting a podcast steaming as well. Yeah. Oh, aye. We've thought about this before. <laughs> We're doing an evening, late night one with a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> well, I mean, it was a Friday afternoon one day and I was like, oh, we should probably have a, have a wee drink here instead of doing a podcast. I know. If I hadn't drove, I would be well up for that. Um, next time. Yeah, yeah. Next week or some point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So you were doing, would you say, obviously you are doing the gym and then you were doing your martial arts stuff. What was the transition into your bodybuilding? Uh, so bodybuilding started in 2017, February 2017. I can remember the day I walked into Extreme Gym. Um, so... You both know Kurt O'Brien, don't you? Yes. Men's physique guy. Um, so I actually remember he used to just appear on my Instagram all the time. And he used to be like, he looks cool. I want to look like that guy. So then it's I messaged him. Ah, he's a good shape. Ah, he's a good shape. And I actually spoke to him. At, um, so 
he's making on Sophie Brewster, so she had an engagement party, her and Eddie, like just in November. And me and Kirk were talking at the party, who's been doing absolutely smashed, right? But that's fine. Um, and I says to him, I was like, it's like one thing, he says, what made you get into it? Like, what made you message me? And I was like, I like to look like you. Like, I, I was just straight up, I like to look the way Kirk looked at that point. Um, and so I messaged him, and I was like, you look good. I want to train the way you train and, like, compete in what you compete in. Like, I want to look like that. And then, for there, started training in February 2017 with him. Um, and by June, we did our first competition, which was in Scotland. UKBFF men's physique and I placed third um, and then from there um, obviously just continued to improve and improve and improve um, and then we got the win at the weekend champion so, yeah Scottish champs how's that sound <laughs> <laughs> feels good doesn't um, it? but I like I think like for me like I, I think a lot of people can look at it especially people who are looking from the outside into bodybuilding bodybuilding can look a bit vain and it can look a bit like um, it can just look like people who are for shit, right? But I think for me, it's like anytime I do anything. So when I used to do jujitsu, I was walking into the gym like I'm going to improve on, um, I'm going to improve my arm bars or my chokes this, this week, or when I was doing um, boxing, I'm going to improve my right hand, I'm going to improve my left hook. So like for me, like bodybuilding's always just been about improvement. So every time I go into the gym, I'm like, right, I'm training legs today because I want to improve my legs. I'm training back today because I want to improve my back. And every time I step on stage, I look back at the pictures before it, even between, so I competed two weeks in a row, even between those two weeks, I, I still improve. So for me, it's like, I walk into a gym because I want to improve. Um, and I think just going through life that way, just want to improve in like in every aspect, whether it's business, like bodybuilding, in basketball, whatever. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's just, that's kind of what really um, makes me tick is knowing that I'm improving every like week, month, year, whatever. That's it. It's all about self improvement. Bodybuilding at the end of the day. I mean, it's even though it's a vain sport in terms yeah. of the looks, but it's all to do with just discipline, with your structure, your routine. It's so much more than just you know looks. At the end of the day, we're all competing to, you know, to fucking feel good about ourselves. You know, really, that to feel that self achievement kind of yeah. kind of feel. It's not just so you look fucking hot for everyone. You know, so you you know look all fucking sexy and you know whatever <laughs> <laughs> it's just to feel good really you know? yeah definitely um 100 aye um aye it's, it's, a, it's a fun sport it's a, it's a very misunderstood sport as well though that's a that's the one thing like that's why i did the dice diaries because i kind of wanted people to really understand that it's never it's never a, it's never just it's never just about like looking good it's there's so many other aspects that come first before looking good do you know what I mean? So yeah, I mean the thing is most bodybuilders or bikini girls or whatever towards like your show, people don't actually feel that good about themselves because they, they see so many fucking flaws because nothing is perfection that we most people actually feel worse the yeah. closer they are to the show because they just they just see the imperfections despite yeah. looking fucking insane. Aye. It's actually quite mad because we obviously aiming for that, you know, perfection or whatever. <laughs> yep, yep, hundred percent. Crazy, crazy. Sport. I think it's like there's two ways you can you can take that angle. It's like again, like I said, like you we're looking at ourselves and we're looking at certain parts of our body and we're thinking like it, it needs to be better. So then you end up improving it. So I think it's like it just depends what kind of mindset you've got, what kind of person you're. I think a lot of people can look at their let's just say their shoulders, right? Because. Um, and you could go online and go fuck look at his shoulders his shoulders are so much bigger than mine but then I think like 
there's a lot of comparison in bodybuilding and physique sports and things like that. But then my mindset is of the sense that, right, this guy's got shoulders that size. There's a human being on this planet with shoulders that size. That means my shoulders can be that size. Do you know what I mean? Rather than being, oh my God, his shoulders are bigger than me. I'm never going to have shoulders that big. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think there's two ways like you can kind of, you can like look at it. Do you know what I mean? Um, which is, it just depends on the way the way your mind works. But it's like for example, like when I first started training in extreme gym, I know there's two types of people that could have walked in that day, right? One person could have walked in and been like, "Oh my god, these guys are massive. I can never get as big. Like I don't want to train here." Or me, who then went, "These guys are fucking massive. I want to be as big as them." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I think it all depends on what your mindset's like. And when I walked into like the grip house, which was the MMA gym, there was guys hitting the pads, like, scarily hard, scarily fast, and again, there's those two people, one walks in and goes, oh my god, that's scary, he hits too hard, I'm going to aim, or, I want to learn how to hit the pads that hard, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I think it's all about mindset. Yeah, it's either put you down or it can uh, inspire you. Exactly. A bit. No, that's like really with anything in life, when you really think about it, you know, yeah. somebody's more successful than you, someone, someone's, um, Get yeah. better results with their clients, and you can either get inspired or be, or be a jealous little cunt, you know. Aye. That victim mindset mentality. Aye. Like it's like I exactly. So it's again like I you can take it. You can take it into the business like sense as well. Like guys doing better than you in business. Earlier actual evidence that it can happen. Do you know what I mean? You can you can yeah. become just as successful if somebody else has done it. Do you know what I mean? Then why can you not do it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I I feel like I've. The more successful people that I see, the more successful I'll be, you know what I mean? Aye. It's like, there's not enough successful people around mm. <laughs> to be inspired from, you know what I mean? I know. <laughs> no, I Searching know. for him. Oh. It's trying to like find a successful person who's relatable because when you see like like random like forex traders sitting in front of a Lamborghini. I mean that's just, you know just, just like, like fuck off. <laughs> you, don't really, aye, you don't really know like what they did to get her, do you know what I mean? But like a lot of the time you see other guys who like talk about their journeys and all that kind of sort of stuff. They're the people that you want to kinda like kids will tell you about their struggles and all that, do you know what I mean? Rather than just like it's like clients who go who will can I get a wee bit taken aback because I'm not making fast fast progress but I bet that client's lost four pounds this week or that client's <laughs> lost six pounds but they don't realise what kind of struggle that they went to yeah. they went through to get it. Same way with business people, the guy sitting on a Lamborghini, you don't see what he did to get her. All you see is him sitting on a Lamborghini. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we all have different journeys and we Aye. seem to focus on our journey. Aye. Hundred percent. Take inspo, but yeah. Yeah. Go for it. No. I do find it like trying to think of the right word but just because bodybuilding is such a as you're saying like as you get closer to your show you're you can potentially get like that's when you're not feeling yourself the most which yeah. I just think is ironic because obviously that's you like most conditioned mm-hmm. and your style of coaching is like all about well from what I've seen anyways and what I gather you are very like mindset driven yeah. and have more of that compassionate obviously you get the results but there is more of that side so then the fact that you put yourself through that process I just find it really interesting because it's right. It's not the, I mean, I'll, I'll say it, bodybuilding isn't healthy no. because you're getting yourself into a crazy lean state. You're doing so much exercise yeah. and um, reducing your calories. So I just find it interesting. Yeah. I, so like for me, like I always say, like, see when I'm coaching my clients, I coach my clients the complete opposite way to the way I train and diet. Like it's as simple as that. Like obviously a lot of the mindset stuff, um, obviously when I'm like prepping for a show, like, I will do pretty much whatever I need to do to get conditioned, right? So, like, for instance, when I went from, like, that last weekend to that week, I placed fifth the week before, then I placed first 
the, at the Scottish and I went in and I knew I was better so I was like in my head I was like I know I'm better than that and I could have done two things at that point I could have just been like fuck this and patched it or I could have done what I did and completely pushed like I literally ate like 20 grams of carbs a day um, like protein was like 250 grams or something and there was like quite low fats as well so a lot of people just basically increase their fats and reduce their carbs but what I did is I just dropped my calories right down 90 minutes cardio a day trained every day and then obviously I came in a lot more conditioned yeah. because in my head I was like right I fucking want to like win I want to do well so I'm going to do whatever I need to do to do that now that mindset can be taken in pretty much anything at all and I don't mean like somebody who's just trying to lose a bit of fat like they should be like doing millions and millions of cardio and doing this and doing that but if they're just doing the bare minimum they're not going to get in depth not, not often anyway so they need to kind of push a wee bit harder they need to realise their why essentially because my why was I want to fucking beat these people right I, it wasn't I want to be better than me I want to win a show that was my why at that point so I fucking killed myself for it but the same it's the same way like um, like your kind of clients that struggle with mental health clients who train for certain things like their why is because they want to be able to run about and chase after the wins so they need to think about this they need to think about the, the why behind why they're doing these things and that'll make sure that they do it at the kind of highest level possible do you know what I mean and like I said they're not going to be dieting to an extremity training to an extremity doing like 25,000 steps a day and maintenance cardio but they still need to hit all the all the boxes that they need to hit to make sure that they're still um, like pursuing their goal do you know what I mean which is like I said they want to be fitter to chase after the wins so they're not that kind of I get clients all the time that will say to me I don't turn up to the school gates because I feel too fat. Do you know what I mean? Like things like that. Like they could take that same mindset that I just gave you and just put it into their why. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think like mindset can pretty much like um, you can factor it into pretty much anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. All about mindset. Right. When it comes to you know bodybuilding the unhealthy side of it, that's literally the last six weeks of a, of a competition. Right. When it comes to most bodybuilders, I mean. Okay, the guys that, you know, are 130 kilograms and take, you know, shells of steroids and whatever, obviously that's, you know, not healthy, but let's be honest, the other side of bodybuilding is very, very healthy, eating Aye. fucking good, healthy foods, training all the time, doing cardio, living healthy, I mean, Aye. bodybuilding is generally healthy, it's just the last, you know, six to eight weeks, whatever, of the, you know, competition prep, that is, Aye. you know, you've taken, you're putting your body through the extremes, but apart from that, you know, generally, it's much much better to have a clean diet, train hard, than you know, get fucked up every weekend and eat absolutely shite and uh, feel shit about your body. You know, what definitely. I, mean? I think like it depends as well, like whether it's competitive bodybuilder or just a bodybuilder, because obviously competition prep is the unhealthy part. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. So actual bodybuilding uh, itself. I mean, that's what training, training, eating healthy. That's really what it is. Oh yeah. Obviously, unless you you know you put taking it to the extremes and you, you know yeah. you're obviously taking a lot of extra supplements. <laughs> Super stuff. Which is a bit different. <laughs> no, yeah. you definitely <laughs> definitely have to be in the right headspace for it and have a good relationship with food and a good relationship yeah. with yourself because yeah. I guess I've just seen a couple of people in the aftermath of it and they've not been great and it's like heartbreaking because you've seen their mental yeah. health deplete over, through doing something they thought they were going to love and achieve greatness in and then now they've been stuck in a rut for also, months after what you're saying is really good but I also think so if somebody's already like if they've got body image issues I, I just can't grasp this concept right so 
somebody who's got body image issues is about to stand on stage in front of like five judges that are going to tell them they look like <laughs> they're going to try and find every single yeah. possible thing that they can find on that person's body that doesn't look good they're not marking you on what looks good they're marking you on what doesn't look good so when you get when you get like your points marked it's like his abs could be better, he could be leaner, he could have bigger legs, like her bum could be better. Like so like for me, the concept of you dieting to an extremity, like and res- restricting your food and all that, right? Which is obviously if you're not if you've not got a good relationship with food, you're already fucked if you do that, right? Yeah. Um the second thing is is if you've not got a good body image issue, a, a blood body image you not got good body you don't feel good about your body image right? <laughs> and you're going to stand in front of like five or six judges and also five or six other people number one they're going to point out everything that's wrong with you number two they're also going to tell you that potentially four five six other people look better than you on that stage yeah. when you're at your absolute best ever like so for me i just think these people never thought into it long and hard enough before doing it yeah. And yeah. Also, they didn't they didn't take a proper approach in the post comp phase to kind of keep their head in a good mental place. Do you know what I mean? So, I know a lot of people will like they'll go oh, body but it's bodybuilding's fault. That's why I've got a I've got body dysmorphia. That's why I've got yeah. food eating food issues and all that blah blah blah. But in reality, like see when you actually break it right down to what um, has caused all these things. It's usually just a really fucking bad decision for that person. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, bodybuilding is not for everyone. It's know? not. Like, it's it like really if isn't. you're already a bit fucked up, if you're not... Like, to do bodybuilding, you need to be in a very, very, very strong mind, mind yeah. space. Like, what you said in your story recently is, uh, is basically what the reality is. If you don't have your relationship with food, your body image, like, perfect, then you shouldn't be competing. Uh, yeah. So, but if you can't be 100% in the, in all these things, nutrition, training, lifestyle, Aye. work, relationships, and you shouldn't be fucking competing. You know, like, what I said, like, okay, some people feel like shite towards them in the prep. I don't, like, I feel fucking great. I think I look the shit, honestly. I think I look amazing. Because I see the reality, whereas people only see flaws. A lot of people, not everyone, yeah. but people with yeah. confidence issues will see It might be flaws. from, just because I'm an like, outside perspective, but I feel like I see a lot more females struggling post-comp than I've ever seen guys. Yeah, but I'm also where guys don't talk up as much. So yeah. I think that is true because, well, guys, we can eat a lot more and get away with it. That's the thing as well. Mm, you know, like, that's true. Guys, bodybuilders, like, I'll have, what, 20, 30 kilo more muscle than, you know, some girls. You know what I mean? So yeah. I can eat extra fucking <clears throat> one half thousand calories and still look good. Yeah. I can gain two stone in three weeks after show and I'll still look good. Whereas if a girl, you know, gains maybe two fucking stone, you know, she will not feel good, <laughs> you know. I think as well, if you look at statistics, obviously I've not looked at any statistics right now, right? But if you did look at, if you looked at the st- statistics, between, I just make them up. I, I just, 50% a lot. <laughs> so if you were to look at the statistics of like female versus males who have got like body image, body image issues, eating disorders, etc, etc, you always find that females are higher than guys. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, so I think like, that kind of thing is always going to affect a female whether it's going to affect a guy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, I'm not true. saying it doesn't affect guys. Oh, it no, obviously no, does. Oh, right? yeah. But I definitely think it definitely affects... Like, you can tell, like, just by the way, like, obviously we're in the, in the circle, do you know what I mean? Yeah. We see it, do you know what I mean? So, um, it definitely affects females a lot yeah. more than it affects guys. 100%. So. But I think it's all to do with, as well, like, how you get coached. Uh, see, none of my clients end up being eating or end up feeling like shit after their shows. None. 
I think Alice was like the only one. <laughs> and, you know, she's also my, my fiance, which is a little bit uh, different. I don't know if I can fully fully say it as the same thing, but no one else has ever like absolutely binged to fuck when they like uh, just felt like shit. Everyone went right with the reverse diet and feel great. Have you ever taken on a client and then been like, you're not ready to compete or like that's this yeah. isn't the thing for you? Yeah. 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 So, the lady showed, the lady showed, the lady showed the time. <laughs> so I've got a... Um, but you just said a second ago on Instagram. I put a thing on Instagram last night, two nights ago, last night. Basically, just all I said was, was there's about twenty. I reckon about thirty people, maybe forty. Actually, I only said twenty in the post. To be fair, um, of people who have like talked to it and doing shows because I'm like, so get okay, I actually made a funny joke. It's not really funny, but it's kind of funny. But it's not funny, right? Because it's kind of <laughs> taking the piss out of people with like, like, um, not very good eating relationships, right? So. Um, I was saying to somebody like, I've got people who, I've had people who have been like, right, I'm going to compete, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, right, but they'll message me at the weekend, they go, oh my god, Harry, like, I had like half a pizza and pure stress and it over it, right, and I'm like, for me, like, right away, that's a bad relationship with food, because you, you can't eat half a pizza or you're stressing right out of your box, but also, if that's the way you are, when you are, like, not competing, or like, you're just like, doing what you're doing, what do you think competing's going to be like, do you know what I mean, when I'm telling you, like, you're so restricted with your foods like and then like it gets to the end and you decide right, i'm going to have a wee bit of, like a wee bit of scran after my show or whatever like you're you're going to explode from the inside out do you know what i mean so like just there's so many people that just they see they see the sparkly bikini on stage they see the tan they see the eyelashes and the fingernails and the fucking all the wee jewelries and cool hair and all that the lashes i've got right and they see the lashes in shape as well obviously <laughs> and they go i want that to be me but they don't see that journey that what it takes to fucking get to the stage yeah. they just see the stage and nothing else and i always say like like for me it's a case of you need to fall in love with the process not the results do you know what i mean otherwise you just if you don't enjoy a process it's what happens after that do you know what i mean after you get a result it's going to be horrendous for you yeah. I mean? yeah I think that's like the common kind of client like in general when people come to you being like right I want to get to this weight and uh, I'm like why and they're like, oh I'll be happy at that weight and I'm like why uh, I was like your happiness doesn't come in a number uh, and you always like even though you can tell clients that at the start they don't believe me at the start and then uh, the more you work through and through and through then that's when they realize they're like oh no actually what I love is the fact I'm looking after my body I love that I can uh, do this now I love I can do that now and the skills then do become more irrelevant. But yeah, it's, it's I guess like, it's a similar sort of thing with bodybuilding. They see that end uh, image and they're like, that will make me happy. And mm-hmm. it's like, mm. <laughs> And it never does. <laughs> it's like... Um, it does oh, it does if you well, do if well, you do yeah. Well. It does if you like, but I don't think it's... I don't, so it's like, it's not the physique that makes you happy though. It's not that the hard work that you put in got you the win. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? For me, it's not like... I know my physique on a show, right? But it's more so knowing that the hard work that I put in over the months is what won the show in over the years, do you know what I mean? Um, not just getting on stage, because that's what a lot of people think they're going to get on stage and they're going to feel pure amazing and magical and all that sort of stuff, but it's, like I said, it's it's the, the stuff that you do in the lead up to it, the learning all your new, um, learning all your new routines, like learning all your new kind of structures and um, behaviours and all that kind of sort of stuff. But also, if it's stuff that you can then continue in the rest of your life, do you know what I mean? Rather than just for like 12 weeks and then you fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, 
it's the same when you see people going through journeys and like when they start actually getting results in their fitness and they're like holy fuck I can do this right. what else can I do right. and that's when exactly. you see folk going for you know they start asking people out and they're going on dates again or they start right. going for right. job promotions mm-hmm. and it like that flows out into their life so yeah. it's learning that discipline yeah, it's the the big incredible. big that's takeaway yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this has been a great chat this is a great chat. I know. Okay. A lot of, a lot of very good, good info. Let's like fire some like quick, quick yeah. questions. So. I think we can. Oh no. Finish uh, up with some fat loss, fat loss questions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what are you thinking? I was just gonna ask Harry random things just for funsies. What's your favourite, <laughs> <what's your> favourite <laughs> colour? How did you know that was the first one? <laughs> what is it? Blue. <laughs> um, blue and I've got blonde hair because it looks cooler. Oh yeah, have you got blue eyes as well? Red and I've got dark hair. Green eyes? Blue. Blue eyes. And I was like staring at your eyeballs. <laughs> um, if you could give one tip to Harry of 2012, what would you tell him? Baby, we did it! <laughs> <laughs> um, don't change at all in any way, shape or form, not apart from like your body. But, um, <laughs> Like, don't change in any way, shape, or form. Be yourself. Like, I think one of the things that's, like, made me who I am is the fact that I'm very, like, straight to the point. I'm very real. I'm very, like, I'm not fake at all. Do you know what I mean? So, I would just say, don't change. Just be you and just continue doing what you're doing because you're going to be fucking class in 10 years. Yes. <laughs> Playing the long game. Bye. <laughs> um... You, you not want the quick fire questions? Cool. Um, what is your... If you had to say the one thing someone should do to kickstart their fat loss journey, what would your first bit of advice be? Well, um, <laughs> the first bit of advice... I would say, like... It's going to like kind of be a bit of a cliche one, isn't it? But it's like... It's just start right now. Like, mate, don't don't wait for a perfect time. There is no perfect time, mate. So what I always find with clients is, is they'll be like... I'm going to start when the kids are back at school. I'm going to start when work quieting's done. I'm going to start when blah, 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 right? Like, start as soon as, as soon as you get that in your head that you want to start, start at that point. Just start moving a wee bit more. Like, even if it's just a, a walk, like a 10, 15 minute walk a day, if it's going to a gym for going to a half an hour class, like, just start as soon as you decide you want to start because life is going to fucking throw shit at you all the time for, for the rest of your life until you die, right? So there's never going to be a perfect time. There's never going to be a time where there's no stress in your life. There's never going to be a time where, like, you're not doing something that's going to kind of almost anyway. So you need to work your way around the the stresses and annoying things in life that get anyway you're trying to make progress. Um, I know I just was only supposed to be five seconds, but um, <laughs> one of the things I feel love is like uh, so there's a woman called Mel Robbins and she's got thing called the five second rule, and basically as soon as you have got some sort of kind of motivational thought in your head she believes that within five seconds your brain's going to cancel it out so you need to act on it like straight away and i've like i read that in 2013 i reckon and i've literally like lived by it like the whole time love that great advice go out and take action from That's Harry it, take action man Boom. take action amazing what's your one fun fact that you love telling people oh one fun fact <laughs> Something random. Something random. I can't even think, man. I'm right on the spot here, man. <laughs> you should have asked. He's sweating. He's sweating. I, I should have got asked that before I started. Uh, I didn't even think of any questions, so this is just her just making him up. <laughs> I genuinely, honestly, I've been tapping my head. I can't even think of anything right now. I'll come back to you. 
What's your biggest fear? Uh, so, it's either... Not winning. <laughs> not winning. Losing. Probably heights. I hate heights. Absolutely hate heights. But also, <laughs> I'm quite claustrophobic as well. So, if, like, so when me and Hannah bought our new flat, right, we've got the tiniest kitchen ever. So see if she comes in up behind me, I literally, I'm ready to go to war. I literally turn around and like, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> I actually get such a fright. Um, but heights, I remember, <laughs> um, I was in New York with my ex, right? <laughs> we were up at the Empire State Building and I don't know how the fuck I even ended up there. I don't know why I went there. I'm knowing that I'm scared of heights. Fucking biggest building ever, right? Tallest <laughs> building ever. And she, we were right at the very side and she kind of jumped up and scared me and I swear to God, I think my soul is still in that building somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding on that. Oh, it's so scary. I see it in the newspaper now. Guy right hooks girlfriend at the uh, top of the Empire State Building. <laughs> oh my God, that's probably why she's my ex now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. Heights, scary. Heights, scary right. stuff. Don't mind anything, anything else like water, spiders. Spiders are actually sound. I like spiders. I think they're cool. <laughs> I save them all the time. Or all if they're right. in my flat, I give them names and I just yeah. watch them and see where they go every day. Definitely. It's quite oh, fun. Man. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it's not my spiders, but you would just kill them. Savage. God's creatures. Savage, man. Um, one final one. What are you most excited for in your future? What are you looking forward to doing? Uh, oh, so much, man. Like, so... Well... I mean, Ibiza is always on the cards. Always, <laughs> always, always, always on the cards. Um, I'm just, you know, see, after doing that prep, like, obviously, there was a lot of, um, like, I'm, like, absolutely blessed to have Hannah because she just, like, she just let me go on there. Um, so, for me, it's, like, just kind of holidays with me and Hannah and just, like, just enjoying life, to be honest, and just going on holiday and just doing cool shit, do you know what I mean? Also, business as well, obviously, like, business is, doing really really well as well and I won't be back on stage again until 2024 but when I do go on stage again like I'm pretty excited about it happening again I'm excited about winning again that feeling was fucking unreal man so aye <laughs> feels good aye it's, it's just it's, it's different man it's just once you get it it's like I need us again yeah, right now yeah <laughs> <Aye>. <laughs> That's what I always said. I've, I've always given Gerard credit to why I started doing my Spartan races because I saw him, how much he loved winning. Obviously, you've won stuff before, but I wasn't there to see it. But I witnessed Gerard go through all these wins and just uh-huh. get high after high. And I was like, I want to win at Saturn. Uh-huh. I want to be really good at something. And then I went and like found where my happy place was going to be. Uh-huh. Um, so it's very, it's addictive. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's such a good feeling. Like, I've had enough participation medals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's why you have to enjoy what you're doing. If it is, if you're going through your own journey just now and you got to enjoy that food, you got to enjoy that movement, you got to enjoy whatever process you're doing right now because that's what's going to keep you going day after day after day. Totally. Know your lie. I totally agree with that. Like, so much. Like, so many people just do things and they do things that they don't like, like what you just said there, right? So, like, they'll eat food that they don't like, they'll do training that they don't like, they'll add exercises into their split other training sessions that they don't like because somebody told them it was good some random person who wasn't even in shape and has never been in shape in their life some random right and the same with food they heard that fucking ab- no offence to people who love avocado right it's just one I like throwing in <laughs> but they heard that avocado is good for them right so they throw things like that and they're like and they fucking hate it they don't like the taste of it it's like 
do they just enjoy like 90% of the stuff you do like in 10% it's only 10% you know what I mean like that can take a hit you know what I mean um, and like you said your why like anytime like you're struggling anytime you're like finding it hard to like like get up and go to a gym or anything you're finding it hard to just do whatever you're wanting to do like just sit down you don't even need to like, a lot of people tell you to journal and write it and stuff like that just think exactly why the fuck you're doing the thing that you're doing and remind yourself how it's why it's so important to you and I'll guarantee you when you sit down and if it is as important to you as you think or say it is then nothing will stop you getting up and going to get it done nothing at all yep yeah you need to have a vision right. your vision boards mm-hmm. for the goals and whys I was having a wee bit of a mirror recently in my running and someone said to me um, you have to find the gratification in doing something that you suck at and I was just like, that's like my new model. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm running. I know I'm not like the best at it yet, but like just finding the joy and being like, I'm showing up for myself and doing something I'm not great at and I'm still not great at it, Aye. but one day I will be. And that's that's where you just find that joy. <laughs> I like, it, like, it goes back to like what I said right at the very start. It's improvement, do you know what I mean? You run your 5K in, say, 30 minutes, right? So next week you run it in 29 and a half. And yeah. you just continually improve all the time. Like you went from being shit to kind of shit to just shit to start to become good and then very good and then fucking amazing at it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's just, that's a process of be, like, becoming good at something. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't be scared to be the new guy. Yeah. You know I mean? And it comes into that mindset again because there's always going to be someone better than you but there's always going to be folk worse than you. Aye, but if you keep looking to people who are better than you is inspo and Aye. not using that victim mentality you're just going to keep chipping away and 100%. getting there. 100%. Like, it's, it's proof. It's literally, it's literal proof that Somebody who is a human can do it, do you know what I mean? So there's no reason why, maybe not this year, maybe not next year, but there's no reason why at some point you can't do it because somebody is actual evidence that you can get it done, do you know what I mean? I love that. I never thought about that before, just like looking at someone else being like, they're human so they can do it, so I can do it. I love that. I've always thought that, like, see, even like, when, whenever I first started competing and stuff, like, I'd see guys who are in fucking mad shape and I'd be like, I see people benching like pure mad weights and squatting mad weights and like stuff like that. And I'd like, like this guy is fucking human. He's a normal human being. So if he can do that shit, then so can I at some point. Do you know what I mean? I don't know how long this guy's been training for. I don't care what chapter his story's in, but he can do it. So it means at some point I can do it. Do you know what I mean? If it's really what I want to do, obviously. Um, but it's evidence that it can be done. Yeah. Inspired by others. Reach out to them, do you know what I mean? Like, this is another thing that people don't do enough. Like, if you see somebody, right, that even people, so I still probably be relatable to people who are just doing a fat loss journey, right? So, see one of our Lindsay's on our Matt's clients, right? Or my clients, and they've lost fucking two stone, right? And you're like, fuck me, man, they've lost two stone in like 12 weeks, man. And you're thinking to yourself, why can that not be me? Right, so first of all, what you just said, they've just done it, so that's evidence that it can be done. But the second thing is, why not reach out to them and ask them? How did you do that? How did you get that? What did you do to achieve that goal? Because that's the goal that I want. So, how did you do that? Do you know what I mean? And you can take inspiration and you can also get like information from how they actually managed to get it done. Yeah, ask like, for help. A lot of people are scared to ask for help. I know people are scared Especially to like, guys. I, but I think like, I think people don't think reaching out is a normal thing to do. Do you know what I mean? But I've reached out to hundreds of people like asking them stuff like that. Like, how did you get out? How did you do that? Like, how did do you know what I mean? And it's, it's there's there's genuinely nothing wrong with asking somebody. Like, 
how did you do that? I need to know because that's I mean, what I want. You do the love filling you have to do how to do that. Aye. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly. nice to be asked how you how you got there. You know? Aye, exactly. People are usually sound enough just to tell you. Yeah. And it's not like we always have to do it face to face. We have the joy of social media these exactly, days. So, so it's literally, you can be a wee keyboard warrior and exactly. just ask someone that way instead. Exactly. Aye. Easy days. That's a good thing about Instagram these days. It's just random people that don't know each other, just message each other and ask each other questions, support Aye. each other. Some people from Team Innovation actually just don't know each other and just fucking message. Oh, yeah. Get inspired, get motivated. Some of our clients um, are now like a couple of your clients. I think one of Paul's clients, one of Gemma's clients, and one of my, a couple of my clients are all in a wee group chat. Really? Yeah. That's <laughs> Kirsten. Kirsten, the, the, the uh, Kirsten Ash, Carrie. Um, I forgot another girl's name. Uh, the one that does the burlesque dancing. Um, and then Danny, Danny. other Danny. Nice. Um, and maybe even. Uh, there's another couple, but That's yeah, photo shoot. it's cute. Team in for photo shoot, guys. Join 10th of July. <laughs> <laughs> plug, <up>. plug, plug, plug. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Like we, I think this is time just to state we get nothing from it. Like no, we don't make any. Money I don't make any. We don't make any money from it. <laughs> I love how we like push it all the time, being like, do it. But it's more just like knowing the experience you're gonna get and the drive you're gonna right. get from it. Like uh, we don't gain any money from you doing the photo shoot. You pay for your photos and that's it. Like just for boom. Yeah. Clients with for community and getting to know each other. Ah, uh, it's class. Like just like getting your clients to like um, document their journey and stuff like that. Like actually having proper good pictures and stuff like that. It's like, I think you you have done a good job at. I think a really good job at. But I think a lot of people think like, and this is probably good for people listening actually who are maybe thinking about it. Like I think a lot of people get stressed out thinking like when you do a photo shoot like you need to be like pure shredded to fucking bits. You need to fucking go tats off or have a tiny wee skimpy like fucking sports bra and tiny wee shorts on. But it doesn't it doesn't need to be like that. Like, you're just literally going in for a wee training session, what you normally wear when you train, maybe something a wee bit new. <laughs> um, <laughs> and just like literally just going in and just having a bit of fun, having a couple of whiskeys with Matt and just enjoying it, do you know what I mean? Hundred percent. A couple of shots. A couple of shots, a right? time. Exactly. Or get smashed like Danny does, you know. Right. <laughs> but I think like Absolutely smashed. I think a lot of like <laughs> A lot of photo shoots can kind of maybe put people off a bit because they think it's like this mad, like crazy, intense, like diet and like almost like a comp prep. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of people went, a lot of people they look in comp prep shape that they photo shoots, but a lot of people also don't and shouldn't and just just should just yeah. enjoy that wee kind of that wee limelight. Do you know what I mean? For yeah. five minutes, ten minutes. And it's just to showcase their journey and where they've came from. And that's why we always say when we're going into it, I was like, you're going to come in here and there's going to be all different people in all different stages of their journey Mm -hmm. and all different shapes and sizes. Yes, some gals are going to be like really shreddy. Other gals will will be completely different and still like curvier and have more body fat. But that doesn't mean to say their journey is any less worthy than the other person's. And it's just trying to get that mindset across that it's literally everyone's coming in to celebrate how amazing they've done so far and that's why the energy is always electric because everyone is so buzzing with themselves right. and then they're all buzzing with each other and the next thing we know someone's going up to do a tricep pull down and everyone's screaming for them <laughs> and they now can't take the photo because they're laughing so much because everyone's so all behind right. them and I'm like this this yeah. is why we do all it right. it's not even for the photos half the time it's all just right. for you guys to feel I think it was Ash that said the first one she did she was like not that I don't have good female friends in my life but she's like she said I've never felt more seen and accepted by a group of females yeah and i was like uh i mean i cried because it's cute <laughs> uh, and it's me but i was like that's that's the takeaway from these 
It's kind of like what we were saying earlier. Like a lot of a lot of people, like they don't really have somebody like this is like for us as PTs, they don't really have somebody who like kind of listens to them and things like that. Because they've not got a group of yeah. people who understand this stuff. Do you know what I mean? So it's good. Like you have got that we kind of that we fucking massive big kind of community of like people who are all just like helping each other, pushing each other. Do you know what I mean? It's it's, it's amazing. Man, honestly, I love seeing it. I absolutely love it. That's the main reason why um, I made like a WhatsApp group chat for my clients when I first started. Because when I was with Matt back at the start of my own journey, I felt like I was boring everyone's faces off with me talking about what I was doing and what right. I was with. And you almost start feeling guilty as well because then they start questioning why they're not doing it for them and stuff. And it just gets awkward. So I was like, I want to make sure they always have people in the same right. journey of the same stuff. And mm. that's why group coaching can work so well as well. And, and just it's like in general. Just all talking to each other. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, you're just sitting chilling. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I don't really do anything anymore. I just like like your know, comment. They're just all talking amongst each other, <laughs> and it's like I you kind of feel a wee bit like I don't think these people need me anymore. <laughs> I could literally just leave a WhatsApp group and they wouldn't even notice. <laughs> so, nice, nice one. Well, today was a great, great chat. I know. Thank you very much for for coming and you know. Yeah, no, thank you so much. That was an amazing chat. Shit. You're very welcome. Really, really enjoyed that. Honestly, it, was, it was so good. Really Gonna good. get a guest in all the time now. I don't want to chat to Matt anymore. <laughs> I mean, yeah, as far as guests, have issues. Yeah. So you should be, should be feeling very. I'm on a pedestal. Yes, <laughs> you are number one in so many ways. Numero uno. Forget. Um. So as pair guys, you can give us a follow on Instagram. You've got Matt W underscore NFA Team NFA. I always get your Instagram name wrong. You've got Harry underscore Woodall underscore. And you've got Lindsay Knox Fitness. And you've got the Team NFA um, Instagram. So it's Team NFA Transformation Gym. And, you know, if you've liked it or if you've been like, this is the best thing I've ever heard in my life. I need to show my friend. You should, like, pass it on to them because that would be nice. Give us a wee rating. Give us a wee share. We really appreciate it. And anything else you want to hear in the podcast, our DMs are always open for your suggestions. Thank you very much, guys, for listening, and we'll see you next week. Harry Woodall, over and out.